0: Welcome to Lean In To Learn. I'm host Carrie Mealy-Holmes, and thanks for joining me today. Lean In To Learn is a series focused on insightful approaches and forward-thinking perspectives related to continuous learning. The program is a workplace education Manitoba project funded by the Government of Canada and the Manitoba Government. I, and various carefully curated topic matter experts, will introduce you to a vast array of tools, resources, and personal journeys that will educate and empower you to deliver real-world training and tactical solutions in your workplace, as well as build individual skills for success. So, settle in and open up your hearts and minds as we Lean In To Learn. Hello and welcome to Lean In To Learn. I'm your host, Carrie Mealy-Holmes. Today we are joined by Michelle Clark, learning strategist, instructional designer, facilitator. Again, here to speak to us a little bit about this practitioner training under Workplace Education Manitoba's Workplace Connection. So there's so much, so many words, so many layers to this, Michelle. And I'm so grateful that you're able to join us again and to explain a little bit more about these three competency clusters that came to you during this amazing brainstorming session. After you know all of your brilliance in brainstorming and research. Research that you did looking today at what does it mean and what does it need to what do we need to be a facilitator and more than that an actual practitioner when it comes to workplace learning so I am thrilled to have you here and excited to talk about these clusters
1: Thanks, Carrie. No, it's so exciting to be back again and, and chatting with you about this. And I, I know you're giving me so much praise and, and accolades for having done this, but I have to say, it really wasn't a, a solo effort. You know, I, I definitely talked with a lot of people around our world, looking at what had been done prior to my arrival on the scene. <laughs> While I, it's lovely to take the credits, it's certainly not a solo effort, and so so many experts around the table. I just want to acknowledge that as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're talking about these clusters. I'm so excited to share more about this. So remember, I was talking about those three circles or diagrams on my chart paper as I started to work on the development of this. And so what was starting to surface, as we had talked about, was people, purpose, and practice, kind of Mm. as themes that were important to the life of a workplace trainer. And so we called those the universal competencies, became the personal. Universal was chosen because we saw them as really really being foundational to everything we do, it all starts with us and what we bring to the table when we show up to deliver a workplace training session. And so that was the first cluster, universal competencies. And we spoke a little bit last time about the strategic competencies. That was where we were understanding our purpose, the why behind why we were there. And the third cluster, we called the functional competencies. And that was the nitty gritty how to perform the day to day work of a workplace practitioner.
0: I love that. So I want to start at the beginning. and not. I don't normally start at the beginning. I usually start in the middle. So this is big news for me, right? Um, so thinking about these universal clusters and the competencies, I should say, that I suppose you'd mentioned earlier about these sub-competencies. So I would love to hear about that. But my first burning question is... I'm imagining you training this and seeing, you know, asking people, what do you bring to the table? What are are we bringing as individual facilitators working towards this practitioner um, certification? Do you remember any of those things that people said that they brought specifically, you know, like you taught a course and I taught the course and it was the exact same material. We have different skills, different abilities, right? So even though people may be receiving the same content we know that you know even from school we had different teachers or different people in our lives that really touched us or were able to bring bring out something different out of us so thinking back to some of the the facilitators that were in the training do you remember any of those of universal competencies or what they brought to the table is there anything that's coming to mind
1: yeah that's so interesting and great question you know i I literally do think there is an activity that we did as an activation where we had a table drawn and Mm. people were adding um what it was that they personally brought to the table and i think some of those were patience that they come with patience Mm. patience or curiosity about their learners or real technical skills. Some, you know, some people were very proud of the fact that they were bringing a lot of prior experience and and technical skills from their training and learning and designing of programs or courses. Humor was something, you yes. know. Like- being able to be light about different things, being empathic, being attuned to different people and, and their situations. So yeah, those are a few ideas that I recall as surfacing onto that, mm-hmm. what do you bring to the table topic?
0: Yeah, and it would be interesting, you know, in a large group, I know that this last delivery, we had quite a quite a few people that were there. And so to be able to see to pull from different I'm not even say it personalities but just different attributes that people bring right the universal competencies tell us a little bit more you said that there were six kind of sub competencies within Right. Yes. So every cluster, the universal, the
1: strategic and the functional competency clusters each have six subcompetencies. So Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to remember 666. We've got 18 (laughs) subcompetencies in total. And uh, yeah, so that first cluster, the universal, we start by looking at the skills for success knowledge. That's what we consider to be the first subcompetency. So really understanding the nine skills for success and just how those are so foundational to our work as practitioners under the Workplace Connections Project, and just how that needs to be embedded in all that we do and bringing that awareness of what those skills are, what the various levels of complexity are within, and the levels of proficiency required to be successful when using those nine skills for success. So that's step one. The second subcompetency was the emotional intelligence area. Mm And so looking at what you personally are bringing to the table, that idea that we talked about in terms of being attuned to your own emotions, your own mindset, being very aware, and then being aware enough to adjust where necessary to best meet the needs of your learner and to show up in a positive way as you conduct your training session so really thinking about what you are where you are at personally and being able to read some of those cues around others as well and and it folds very well into the third sub competency which was the social intelligence mm-hmm. and that's thinking about what is your social radar telling you? What does your social knowledge tell you about that situation? And what social style is best to apply to that given situation? So those two really work hand in hand really well.
0: Uh, yeah, I love both of those topics because EI allows us to kind of look inward. Mm-hmm. And then I see SI is looking outward. And so I call it tucking it in. And we have to, you know, if we have feelings or we're, we're getting really wrapped up in something, but can I, as especially as a facilitator, and it, it's not that we need to remain neutral necessarily, but to be able to go, okay, what am I bringing here? And is it positive? And then, of course, for many of us, we're going from workplace to workplace. And there are different cultures within that. And I mean, workplace cultures, not like ethnic cultures, although there is that as well. But how do I read that, right? How do I read that room? And and hopefully we have that, like you said, the word attunement earlier, that attunement with our with our workplaces, but also with with each individual, which can be a challenge and an opportunity in itself. So Kate, okay, so we have three, right? What else yeah. do we have? Well, and I just wanted to piggyback on something
1: you had said too. in line with that emotional and social intelligence, you talked about tucking it in, we're going to encounter all kinds of things as workplace trainers mm-hmm. in the various settings. And also emotional and social intelligence allows us to know the time and place where certain behaviors, reactions, and so on are appropriate. And so yeah, it all makes perfect sense. So yes, those are the first three really important and then you've alluded to the fourth one already which was workplace cultural intelligence the fact that we go into so many different settings and how do we become situationally aware and understand that workplace culture well so that we can adapt accordingly to perform well within that context again situational intelligence folds into that that's the fifth one um so we kind of have some fun with sherlock holmes observation skills (laughs) and uh, looking at analyzing the various situations and not only the context directly that's in front of us, but what is also happening within that industry, within that sector, within the world, and what are some of those bigger rippling things that could be impacting your training session and your audience that's right in front of you. And the the sixth and final sub competency within the universal competency cluster is introspective intelligence. And again, uh, tying back to that very important aspect of self-reflection and being attuned to where you're at, being able to look inwardly, to know know how you've performed or what you could do differently or better. Being a continuous learner also is kind of part of that as well. But that sixth one is introspection. I think it's very important.
0: Absolutely. And you said earlier that one of the things that you really appreciated or enjoyed about the course was that opportunity for people to self-reflect. And I think, for many of us, that's a really difficult thing to do if we lack some of these sub competencies that you've talked about, particularly introspection, but even within EI and SI and workplace cultural intelligence as well, if we're a little bit deficient in that, Even performing our own self-assessments might be challenging. I know what one saying I use is. Sometimes I stole this from my friend Sean. She said, "Sometimes we're on the wrong side of our eyeballs, right, for for doing these uh, self and you know self-reflection." So it sounds like. You actually maybe started with with something a bit difficult, to be honest, right? When we look at looking at ourselves, sometimes it's easier for us to look outward than it is inward. For sure it is. But I think that's what
1: makes this program great, is it really multiple times throughout the course we're asking people to look inwardly to assess where they believe they are at and also to know what the target is and so although that may be hard work it's necessary work because if you don't know where you are to start off how do you know or begin to even stretch yourself so I think that's a very crucial aspect though it may be difficult it's needed I'm
0: trying so hard to hold this question but it's coming out anyway (laughs) Okay. Go for it. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you with, you know, I don't want to know names or people, but in your observations, did you notice people that maybe came in? And as a result of going through these first three days of the universal competencies that went, oh gosh, I thought I had this. I thought I knew this. And then became became more curious about the rest of the course as a result of these first three days.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I think so many interesting things happen when self-reflection is asked of, of adult learners. Sometimes people go in thinking, yeah, I've totally got this. Check, check, check. You know, they're they're marking everything off as being excellent. And, and then as you start to unpack some of the content of the course, people then look back and say, oh my goodness, you know, I thought I had this figured out, but maybe there's more I need to do. So there's that experience that people have. Also, people that really struggle with where am I at? I, I maybe, Maybe I'm not good at anything, but then recognizing, actually, I think I, I do do some of this. This is These are things that I'm familiar with and that I pride myself on. So it, there's definitely a, a range of experiences that people have had tied to this self-reflection process and introspection. But I think yeah, whatever side they're on, whether they're coming in strong or thinking that there's So much that they need to figure out, I think in the end, people find their middle ground, and they recognize where they're at, and then are more open to exploring the learning that's necessary to move them forward in their roles.
0: Then really pulling on that continuous learning, because maybe I am a seasoned um, curriculum developer, practitioner, facilitator, and then realizing and going, Hmm, I never really thought of it in this way. And that's, that's what happened to me. Not that I came in thinking that I was the hottest thing. um, (laughs) But really going, oh, I never considered that as specifically part of this, or something that I like you said, something that maybe somebody does just kind of naturally without realizing it can now say, oh, I'm doing this on purpose, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just because this is how I think things should be done. But there, there is kind of strategy to it, which I guess that would even trying I'm bringing us to our second point, which would be the strategic competencies. But I, th- I think it's interesting how how they do really tie one into another, okay. and so taking us from those universals, looking at ourselves, and then now looking at those strategic competencies. So Michelle, I'd love to hear, especially mm. from you, the one that put it all together. But like, I'd love to hear from you how how you came up with these the next six sub competencies. Yeah, thanks Carrie, that's great.
1: And I love how you sort of bridge that. It is doing it on purpose. So taking that universal competency skill set and now doing things on purpose gives you that more strategic kind of perspective. And so within that strategic competency cluster, we cover things such as vision, understanding maybe what your personal vision statement is as well as the organization that you're going to be working with. If you aren't clear on where they're headed or where you're headed, it's hard to bridge that gap. So we look at vision, we also look at systems thinking. And this is a super exciting one because unless you stop to really think about it, you may not realize, all of the Mm -hmm. systems at play and how complex one little change in the wheel, you know, how that the bigger impact that it may have. So that's a really popular topic that even our most seasoned practitioners will say, Oh, I never stopped to think of it that way. And so therefore, we'll start doing things on purpose a little more differently.
0: Uh, Like, uh, like that systems thinking idea, maybe a topic that we saw that book on the shelf, we'd probably pass by it. You know, maybe sounds a little bit dry. But really, when you start to consider all of the different systems that facilitators and practitioners find themselves in. And then again, that's the inward, and then looking outward, what are the systems that are impacting the workplace? It's actually a really, really important topic and one that we we dig into in relational skills, which we'll save that for another day, but to really look at what are these systems that we are a part of. So I love that you have that <laughs> under this this part of the course. Yeah, so continue on. I'm just, I'm sitting here (laughs) loving it.
1: Well, I and I agree. I think I would have walked past that book title, a million percent, you know, systems (laughs) being super intimidating. But yeah, it's really as simple as just thinking about all the working parts that are at play. So yeah, really exciting stuff. And I think, well, the next sub-competency within that cluster of strategic competencies is social impact and then sustainability. That's three and four. And that again, ties into the idea of systems thinking. So I hope you're seeing how this um, course really evolves and ties in with know the different themes tie in with one another and social impact looking at the impact that you're making on a broader scale Mm -hmm. and sustainability how do we think about sustainability that three legged pillar we look at people profit and planet so those are the elements of sustainability that we consider and so those are three and four and the last two elements of the strategic competency cluster are project management and partnerships and mentorship and continuous learning. And so we're thinking about how do we work, how do we organize ourselves in terms of managing the project, the training that we're, we're, tasked with doing? And then how do we build those partnerships uh, with the workplace, with the individuals that we're engaged with? And then if there is an opportunity for us to mentor, how does that unfold? And and then this aspect of continuous learning, which seems to be a theme running through a lot of this, how do we continue to learn and grow not only for ourselves, but maybe even leaving our audience, our learners with additional ways that they can learn and grow and be continuous learners?
0: I I totally picked up on that when you were saying about the mentorship part looking at universal cluster competencies to say okay that introspection is to look at what I'm doing and now it seems like in strategic it's like you know starting to look at how do I step out and and lead and do this for you know to find a mentor to be a mentor and then even you know I'd like to go back to sustainability for just a second I think sometimes we oh, well <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror right that we look at this as a planet thing is like being green right but really sustainability is so much more than that were there any insights or ahas during any of your training on on sustainability that you recall that that stood out to you i think yeah sort of um two
1: different takes on it i think sometimes people were thinking about how a company's vision statement may not necessarily be what's happening on a day-to-day basis. So seeing that disjointedness at times, that the intention is to be sustainable or to make a social impact where it may not always be the day-to-day practice. And so we talk a lot about working in alignment as much as possible. So I think that was a realization that some of our learners had. And then to realizing that maybe it's a not yet kind of statement, you know, that that's Mm -hmm. the goal, but they're working towards it. And so a not yet growth mindset might be a way of uh, seeing the connection there. Yeah, definitely. I would say some learners saw that the the organizations that they are working with really do pay attention to this. And they Mm -hmm. hadn't really tuned into it before this topic came up in the course. But yeah, recognizing that, oh, yeah, I guess they are doing this. And this is how
0: and making those connections. So that that was an exciting part. And even linking back again to the universals and looking at, you know, that workplace cultural competence. To understand what a company is doing or what their vision is or what their hopes and dreams are, and especially around sustainability, can sometimes connect us as facilitators or practitioners going into a workplace and saying, you know what, I connect with these values as well, and so this will maybe be be an easier fit hmm. We yeah. talked in our first part one on this
1: for the podcast, we had talked about the why and just mm-hmm. rem- reminding us that, yeah, the strategic competencies is about the why and understanding the why and moving our learners in, in our workplace training um, sessions towards understanding that why and how we can work in alignment. So
0: it's it's exciting. I love that. Yeah. So when you were uh, pulling this together to to look at the strategic competencies, were there, was there any um, one of those six that really stood out to you as being really important? Or did you see them kind of cascading? What, what, what came to mind for you as you were pulling these together?
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, it was more how they all were necessary parts of being a strategic workplace practitioner, being able to think strategically. And so I guess in some ways they are cascading because you start with this vision and systems understanding and all these things do flow down. But I don't see one as being more important than, than any mm. other. I really think that they all fold into the necessary thought processes and considerations of an effective workplace practitioner.
0: Please join us for part three of the subject on the upcoming episode. And thank you for joining me. I'm Carrie Mealy Holmes, and this is Lean In To Learn.